You're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Wednesday afternoon. And I'm super, super excited to be welcoming back to the studio, Cruzy McCalligan. Hello. Happy afternoon. I'm very happy to see you. Um, So... Actually, we are on Facebook Live, but I may have put it on my personal Facebook. <laughs> That's cool. Hi, friends of Noreen. <laughs> Sorry, I think I will start the, the, the Facebook yeah. Live again, if that's okay. Um, um, but uh, let's continue with we the can actual keep, we radio can keep, broadcast. We can. We can continue with the radio broadcast. It's really hot outside. It is. It's like four inches from the surface of the sun outside. I've just look, I'm look, looking at the weather now. It's 32 degrees. What are you going to do about this? I, I mean, think I'm going to remain inside. I get nice day guilt though. You know when you see the sun's shining and there's blue sky and it's clear, clear off into the distance. And you can see all of Hong Kong's outlying islands for miles, and you think, "Wow, I've got to go outside and enjoy this." And then you go outside, you're like, "No, I don't. And you it's okay. I'll be forgiven." Wish you at home. I'll be forgiven. Or indoors, um, actually. But that's not what we're talking about today. That's right. So um, this afternoon, um, I'm super excited uh, to welcome back to the program. I'm trying to start the Facebook Live, and I'm not going to give up on this. <laughs> I'm not going to give You're up. very determined. I am determined. And we are three, two, two. one. We're on Facebook Live. <laughs> Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the Facebook. You can go there and watch uh, Cruzy this afternoon. Cruz, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the colour purple. Um, the my colour favorite. purple. Is it your favourite colour? It's my favourite colour. Really? Why? Yeah, you have a purple water bottle. And a purple yeah. phone. And purple a pur- phone. Yeah, you have a lot of purple things. I've never realised that about you. Oh, I thought you picked You're that a because... Secret- purple fiend and because we're on facebook live i'll do the hong kong sign for purple yeah hong kong sign language for purple That's right. um but yeah purple um my daughter is obsessed with it it's bizarre She's she just wants best. everything to be purple she paints and she goes purple 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 we're running out of purple paint in my home because she just wants to paint purple things i'm hoping i earn enough yeah. money from rthk <laughs> one day <laughs> and i'll open a shop called purple really and everything in that shop will be purple for for people fanatics like me and and for, for people <laughs> who like purple you know you, you're looking for a birthday present a purple cushion a purple phone cover a purple ruler purple. i like your entrepreneurial spirit yes. you know there's a lot of people like you out there including my daughter you'd have a lot in common but there's like purple fanatics. There's whole websites that I found in very dark corners of the internet that just devoted to people loving purple. Seriously? Actually, purpology. Been... It's like <gasps> people are obsessed with it. I've yeah. Never heard of well, that so this is the thing. So this is purple. It obviously has an effect on others that it just doesn't have on me. But I can respect that, and I can appreciate that, and I can explore that with you. So if we look at a bit about purple, so the name and the color purple comes from a dye made. Originally, this is where we originally had it as a dye. We'll talk a little bit about instances of it in nature in a bit. But as a dye and as a colour for us adorning ourselves, it comes from the mucus glands of a tropical sea snail called the murex. Um, Now, they call it the murex, but in Greek it is porphyra and in Latin it's purpura which is where we get the word purple from. So it's actually named after a certain type of sea snail. So, you know, that's okay. That's not going to... It's interesting. It's an interesting thing. So the discovery of this particular dye... Is it a purple dye, sea snail? No. So this oh. is the interesting thing. The discovery is attributed to the Phoenician god Heracles. Hercules, if you're in Roman mythology. Um, and this is the... He was the guardian deity of the city of Tyre. Okay, in ancient mythology. So one day... This is how the legend goes. One day, um, his dog bit into a murex shell, so bit into one of these seashells, and its mouth immediately turned purple. 
and um, his companion, who he was with, walking his dog down the beach, uh, was the beautiful nymph Tyrus. And she declared that she would she would only sleep with him <laughs> if he dyed her clothes that beautiful purple colour that was currently all over his dog's mouth, which doesn't sound like a really you know it's, it's an outlandish claim anyway um so she said i want that so that's um so he obliged and the famous tyrian purple dye was born and that's what we called that was what that dye was called for a long time so the dye that particular dye and the cloth made from it that rich purple color was uh, so famous that um, the Greeks called the land of Tyre and Sidon, um, equivalent to what we would call today modern Lebanon, they called it uh, Foyaniki, sorry, which is the land of the purple. So they actually called the region after this this discovery of this purple dye the in these seasons. of the purple. It's a, somewhere I'm sure you will pilgrimage to <laughs> in your future. Um, and, and actually it required 250,000 shellfish to produce just one ounce of that Tyrian purple dye, <gasps> making it incredibly slow and incredibly costly to produce. And the preferred method which is a, it's one of those things where like all beautiful luxurious things have this like dark seedy side you don't know about and I think the colour purple has that has this royal no I'm not to disappoint you but just to accept that life always has a balance of both no um, you, you can make a purple <laughs> colour by mixing red and blue so uh, I'm going to well, defend the colour purple yeah, so, so apparently the preferred method for making this particular dye back in the day was to collect collect vast piles of shellfish and then allow them to decompose in the sun which is pretty revolting and a lot of classical authors you'll find a lot of classical authors writing about the stench of these shellfish decomposing and rotting so that people could get the dye um, the production and the export of the dye began around 1200 bc and this was part of what fueled the phoenician expansion across the mediterranean which is so fascinating that this purple dye and the need for purple dye and this beautiful exotic color that people just couldn't get enough of um, created this, you know, this this huge advance in human civilization. By the end of the third century BC, Tyrian purple was worth more than gold. Uh, a pound of it cost three times the yearly wage of a Roman baker. So it's like that's how much, it, how expensive and how exclusive this 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 color was, and that's why it has these associations with royalty that we see a lot. So even though the Greeks were the original customers, it was the Romans, naturally, who became purple fanatics. They liked a really dark shade. They were very specific on their type of purple, no pastels. Um, they wanted, and that, that required using the dyes from two species of that murex sea snail. Um, one which was a very, very dark indigo, kind of really inky indigo color. Now, Pliny the Elder described this as the color of clotted blood. And he wrote that it brightens every garment and shares with gold the glory of the triumph. So that's how much people coveted this hue of purple. Um, triumphant generals wore robes of purple and gold, while senators and consuls wore bands of purple at the edges of their togas. They had a frill, just a frill, okay? But it's just a touch. Don't overdo it. Um, but in Imperial Rome, the use of purple was even more highly regulated. Um, so by the 4th century AD, only the emperor was allowed to wear the best purple. It was really just reserved for the creme de la creme. And the, co uh, the colour's exclusivity and connection with power is why royal robes and the vestments of bishops have always traditionally been purple, because it is really to show that status because of the effort required to extract that dye. 
Now, the centuries-old recipe for Tyrian purple, the one that comes from rotting seashells, um, was lost to the Western world in 1453 when the Ottoman Empire conquered Constantinople. So it wasn't until 1856 that the secret of purple was rediscovered. And it was rediscovered when Félix Henri de Lacaze d'Ustiers, not pronounced correctly whatsoever, um, a French zoologist, saw a fisherman squirting a design onto his shirt using a shellfish, being like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> and then, um, and then, so they kind of rediscovered it again from the shellfish. So probably the shellfish populations are like, yay, we're making a comeback. And then whoop, out again. In 1909, there was an Austrian chemist called Paul Freelander who worked out the chemical properties of the dye and saw that it was almost the same um, as blue indigo, which was extracted from an Indian pea plant called the Indigofera tinctoria, which I think is actually a very beautiful name. <laughs> um, and... Uh, indigo was also uh, present in um, Isatis tinctoria, which is a member of the cabbage family. And this was um, better known as woad. Okay, so woad, this different colours, if you can think, there's purple peas and then there's purple cabbages. And they've got that purple hue to them, that really rich purple hue. And then woad, which was came from the cabbage, uh, was a popular dye for the Celts and Vikings. So this was then again, um, you know, another empire of people wanting to use that purple. But I find it really hilarious thinking about, you know, Roman emperors being like, crush every shell you can find in the ocean so I can have a gown versus Vikings being like, boil the cabbages. You know, like it's quite a funny, like combination of things. Um, (laughs) You know, like it's a bit different. You know, it's like the method, as long as you're not being judged by the method. Um, And and actually that woad, that cabbage that cab- cabbage dye it's not that's not actually accurate but it's let's say cabbage dye is actually now being used in ink cartridges for printers today because it's more environmentally friendly than synthetic blue dyes Wow. Yeah, so we're, we're going back to some of the old old ways. And I remember this. I remember being at primary school here and we did an art project when I was little and it was to try and find like natural ways to dye things. Beetroot you know, was... Beetroot's one. Yes. And we did onions and onions made uh, fabric yellow. Oh, yeah. So I remember like for a really long time for like, it felt like weeks in my mind, but our art room just smelled like onions because it was just boiling onions all the time. So we could make a bit of yellow cloth to take home and our parents go... Wow! (laughs) They have that to look. They have that to look. Oh yeah, I'm excited about that. It'll be fun. Um, Now, interestingly, we may have once lived in a purple earth. Um, Which is, I'm sorry that you missed out on it. Don't worry, it was millions and millions of years ago. So you're cool. In 2007, a team of geneticists at the University of Maryland uh, suggested that early life on Earth might have been purple. So whereas plants now use chlorophyll to harness the sun's rays, which is obviously bright green, um, ancient microbes um, used rent, uh, retinol, which is a form of vitamin A, uh, and they use that retinol to photosynthesize instead of chlorophyll. Now, retinol is a simpler molecule and easier to produce in a low oxygen environment, such as that of early Earth. So, of course, our Earth was not like this as it is now for millions of years. It had very different chemical composition in its atmosphere and everything else. So, in, um, so retinol was much easier to produce in a low oxygen environment. It absorbs green light and ref- uh, green light and reflects back red and violet, which would make microbes appear purple. Because of course, it probably we probably should talk about the fact that color is all an illusion. It's just wavelengths, right? Yes. So color doesn't, you know. But we're not going to get into that because actually just makes my head hurt when I think about that. Like, is your purple my purple? You know what I mean? It just it makes me go crazy. But so so interestingly, um, the effect would have been 
that everything around us, the microbes that were photosynthesizing, would have looked purple and our Earth would have looked purple. And the team believes that microbes using chlorophyll evolved to absorb those red and blue wavelengths that the retinal didn't use. And in the end, the more efficient chlorophyll using microbes prevailed, which is why plants are green and not purple. But if things had gone differently and we'd had different kind of... uh, earth chemistry then our world may have been purple i'm so sad now i wish we still had that purple world <laughs> i don't know i like green green's my favorite color so yeah. i'm i'm we're gonna have a bit of a debate there whatever um, <laughs> but of course there's quite um so there's lots of uh, famous purple things um uh, and th- it comes across in lots of different ways one thing that i find interesting that used to be purple much more prevalently than it is today is actually carrots so yes. now you can get purple carrots and they're like quite a luxurious it's like broccolini or something it's like a fancy vegetable yes. but back in the day back in the day yes. carrots were were used were to purple. be purple but then and the dutch took that's it. right yes. well du- 10 <laughs> points for noreen <laughs> Thank you. you're coming on a ne- my next pub quiz um and so apparently, yeah, they say that the Dutch, they think the Dutch had something to do with carrots going from purple to orange. And that's being, the story goes that in 17th century, Dutch farmers started to crossbreed uh, carrots specifically for orange in honour of their ruler, William of Orange. So, you know, we lost the purple carrots and now they're just like a little kind of Jamie Oliver heirloom vegetable trendy thing it's still but, purple yam and purple potatoes that's true so they are beautiful colored they are beautiful colored things makes me happy um, when i eat them we also have um we also have lots of uh, quite beautiful um animals which are purple as well um although again it's funny that beauty versus the reality is quite an interesting theme with a lot of purple things. For example, the purple emperor, which is a type of butterfly, um, which is it's supposed to, to really typify the royalty of that hue. It has a really spectacular purple colour. But how uh, the purple appears depends on your point of view, because they actually say the tiny transparent scales of the butterfly's wings feature little tiny, tiny shapes on them that scatter light, causing the wings to look purple. But when they're not in direct light, however, the effect is lost and the wings appear brown. I know there's a metaphor in there somewhere, but I qu- I'm not quite sure how to find it. And interestingly, despite this royal nickname for this purple butterfly, the, the Purple Emperor, the Purple Emperor has some really disgusting habits. It shuns flowers in favour of rotting flesh, muddy puddles, and even human sweat. Those are the things it quite likes to feast upon. Um, and spends its time getting into, um, you know, kind of drunken brawls for females once it's been fueled up on oak sap. Oh. So they're not they're like it's like I guess it's that like appearances can be deceiving thing maybe maybe that's the metaphor maybe that's the metaphor, um, but another fascinating 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 purple animal is the purple frog. So in two thousand and three, a very odd species of frog was found in the uh, Ghat Hills of India G H A T. And I am not going to be able to pronounce this, but I'm going to try incredibly hard because I practiced off air. The Nasica batrachis sahiadrensis, which means nose frog from Sahyadra, the nose frog is a three inch long, dark purple, shapeless blob with a pointy snout. I would, I would have a Google. If you're at a computer, have a Google of this thing. The nose frog um, from from India and it's and basically its entire what it does with its life have you found a photo of it do you want to describe it 
purple nose frog. Yeah, the, the nose frog. It, it looks like a toad. Yeah, so it's, it, <laughs> you're like, it's a toad? It's a frog? It's, it's a blob. It's, it's a, a big blob. blob with a pointy nose. Um, and it's life is quite fascinating. Um, it spends its time buried underground, feasting on termites, surfacing for only two weeks a year to mate. Um, and the males make a loud noise like a chicken. Um, and the purple frog is super unique. Its closest relatives live on the Seychelles, but it's split from them in evolution more than 130 million years ago. So it's like quite a fascinating animal. And it obviously has quite a fascinating hue to it as well. Um, it's not purple. It's pardon? like grey. Oh, maybe that's just your, maybe that's just the internet. Maybe you have to see one in person. Not that I have. <laughs> I haven't, but maybe it's just just a thing. It's, it's the light. It's illusion. the light. Yes. Colors and colors and illusion. <laughs> um, of course, other animals um, and other animals, other things that we we know of that are famously purple. Things like aubergines, yes. a lovely dark yes. color to an aubergine or an eggplant. What do you call it? Um, I call it an eggplant. You call, um, I call it an eggplant. Yeah. I don't know. What's the What's the American way? And then the I don't, I don't know. know. Do you ever get that in Hong Kong? Where we sometimes do. we grow up in such pepper. an international city. Do you call it a pepper? Oh, do you call it a capsicum. capsicum? I think I call it a capsicum. Oh, I call it pepper. So, yeah. so I don't know. Because we know. went to an international yeah, we school. Went, so. <laughs> we're so muddled. <laughs> Beautiful muddle. Lovely problem to have, really. Um, so, yeah. So these are some uh, so, so there's amazing things behind all of these different different kinds of animals and these different kinds of plants. And the, that purple colour being this incredible symbol of survival and evolution and royalty and exclusivity um, and exoticism. And of course, um, people often, it does have some sorts of uh, symbolisms as well, um, the colour purple. Like, why are some of the reasons you like it? How does it make you feel as a colour? It makes me feel so happy. You yeah, know, you find he, it a happy colour. I find it a happy colour. Happy, a, a colour of acceptance and and kindness. I'm, I'm just going on and on because if you like something, it just makes you happy. Right? <laughs> the I value think that's of a something. beautiful way to talk about things. But also, it's not you know, it's not very political. I mean, it, sorry, it is political, yeah. but it's also not because it's not red. It's not blue. You're not really picking a side. <laughs> sure, so it's, it's in the middle. Yes, yeah, so it's in the middle of the that's... gang warfare. <laughs> landscape cool I, I that's a great reason um but no interesting it is also uh, it is a, a color of activism and awareness as well it's yes. the color for um epilepsy, epilepsy awareness that's yes, right so purple is for epilepsy awareness and i didn't know why that was and then i looked into it a little bit and apparently it's because of its associations with lavender which has always been a traditional herbal treatment supplement for for the condition of epilepsy oh, a calming right. effect yeah so oh. that's why that's why it has um that's why uh, epilepsy awareness uses purple. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so it has all these different things. It has a lot of symbolism. I think also I find a lot of people say it represents wisdom and spirituality, um, that it has this kind of mystical sense to it as well. And it's because it is rare in nature. It's so rare in nature that it has this sense of supernatural, of being a little bit divine, of being exclusive and things like that. Um, and of course, um, you know, it's not just been restricted to ancient times, that kind of royal association with purple. Um, in 1953, uh, uh, tickets to Queen Elizabeth II's coronation were purple. Um, you know, like it, it does have this sort of thing in popular culture as well. Um, and some it's uh, very symbolic in, in very positive ways as well. In the US, the Purple Heart is one of the highest honours for bravery in military service. Really? So it, it does have a lot of, it has quite a big impact, I think. I also read that there's no rhyme for the word purple, so there's, nope, there's no no rhyme. I can rhyme. disprove this. I found it. I no found rhyme this. for orange, uh, silver, purple, month, and nine. 
ninth and pint. Okay, go on. Let's no, okay, hear yours. so this apparently there's there is rhyming words for purple, but they're not words you're going to use very often. The purple, which is a strap on a horse's saddle, you know that old thing. Uh, the purple, which is to walk with a limp, um, and to turple, which means to fall over. Wow. Yeah, so cruisy. I mean, but again, if you're trying to write a really romantic poem that rhymes with the word purple. I don't think any of those words are really going to feed into the kind of beautiful, calming, enigmatic, spiritual, mysterious element you're going for. So, yeah. Oh, and purple rhymes with turtle. It's a half rhyme, but yes, oh, okay. I will accept it. Okay. <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. I, only purple have one turtle. Quote, I only have one quote to finish on today. Yes, um, it's perfect. Which is from the uh, writer Alice Walker, and I have to censor it because um, she used a naughty word. Oh. So I will, I will use the word purple instead of the naughty word. <laughs> I will. Um, I think it uh, purples got off if you walk past the colour purple in a field somewhere and don't notice it. Purple, purple, purple. Isn't that lovely? Cruzy, thank you so much for your sharing today. Until next week, Until thank next you very week. much. See you.